All right, man, let's get after it. Good morning from Montana. Today is September 1st, 2023. And I woke up this morning, spent about an hour in the hot tub, and really had some clarity and thought as I put together some things for today. And I'd really just love to share with you um, something that I came across yesterday on the internet that I just haven't been able to stop thinking about. And it really wasn't until this morning when I was able to like get those thoughts out of my head and to kind of make some some notes about what I had listened to. And, you know, as we've we've talked in conversation, coaching calls, et cetera, you know, I think that one of the, the best ways for us to continue to progress in life is to always see ourself as a student first with the the goal being mastery of, of a particular subject or craft, but really with the understanding that uh, there, there might not be such thing as mastery. There can only be in hopes that we get closer and closer to whatever that holy grail of, <laughs> I don't know, understanding or achievements can be. But to always see ourselves as a student first. And somebody who I've been learning from a lot recently, and actually kind of happened by accident, is Kobe Bryant. You know, Kobe Bryant, as we know, is a five-time world champion who played for the Lakers, uh, who recently died, tragically. But what I guess I never really realized about Kobe was that he just has so much wisdom and and experience and knowledge that has come along with his 20 years in the NBA. And although I don't watch basketball, um, I think there's a lot to be learned from the guy. And so I'm really starting to listen in when, when I hear things from him through podcasts or clips on the internet, et cetera. But this one thing that I had heard um, yesterday really, like, really lit a fire under me because – it was identifying uh, the differences between winning and losing. And what I want to do in this in this podcast is play this clip for you. And then I want to kind of break it down as to what I think that he's trying to get across to us. And then I want to kind of share my take on it and how I feel that he feel how he's speaking. Um, and so I hope that this is helpful for you. I know that it's been really helpful for me to work through it. So let me play this clip for you, and then we'll come right back. I always think that there's two types of players, players who love to win and players who hate to lose. Which one are you? Uh, I'm neither. Meaning? I'm neither. Uh, meaning that, you know, I, I, I play to, to, um, to figure things out. I play to learn something, right? Because I think if you, if you play with um, – with a fear of failure or you play with um, uh, the will to win or that supersedes your fear of failure, I think it's a weakness either way, right? Because if you, if you play with the fear, fear of failing, you'll have the pressure on yourself to play, you know, to capitulate to that fear. If you play with the sense of I want to win, I want to win, then you have the fear of what happens if you don't. But if you find common ground in the middle, in the center, then it doesn't matter. You're unfazed by either, right? And that enables you to really just stay in the moment, stay connected to it and not feel anything other than what's in front of you. So, you know, I try to just be dead center. Man, that's so good, right? <laughs> Thinking about this for like the last 24 hours and there's so much here, but 
let's let's break this up. So the first thing that stuck out to me about what he said was, I play to figure things out, to learn something. And to me, this is like the purest form of existence possible. If you have kids, think back when they were small and they were outside in the yard or whatever, and they were playing with toys or a ball or their bike. There was no competition there. It was simply just a curious mind looking to figure some things out, to learn something. And I think there's something really wholesome about this too because there's nothing on the line. There's no contract. There's no salary. There's no championship or deadline. Nothing in that situation is live or die. There's really like no real pressure to perform. And as driven men and women like we are, I think this is sometimes a freedom here that that we often overlook as we're, you know, continuing to grow in the business or get to that next level in life and just continue to push forward. There's a freedom there. And we sometimes miss out on that freedom. But another thing he said that I really loved, he said, if you play with a fear of failure, you'll have the pressure on yourself to capitulate to that fear. Or what he means by capitulate is, is to surrender, if you, if you haven't heard that word before. If you play with the fear of failure, you'll have the pressure on yourself to surrender to that fear. To me, that this sounds a lot more like doubt than fear. Personally, I love playing with fear. Fear makes me feel alive, man. It makes me feel challenged. It makes me feel like I'm doing something right. And and as I'm moving through fear, as I'm working towards a goal with it, I tend to have more self-respect because despite the fear, I still chose to move forward. But the one thing that I can't afford to play with is doubt. And we've talked about this before, man, but doubt is poison. And it's a killer of, of anything worth having. It takes potential and completely just eats it alive, man. It takes everything that we could possibly be and ruins it. It tends to leave us disheartened, frustrated, and it tends to just leave us lacking self-esteem. And I know this to be true, man, because I've dealt with this the majority of my life, up until I was about 27. And so it can really be a, a thing that breaks us down in the long term. But as powerful as doubt can be, it can also be silenced. You know, the Achilles heel for doubt is your level of preparation. Don't forget that. The more that you prepare, the sillier the doubt seems. There's this old quote that I remember hearing a while ago. It said, uh, oh gosh, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think about this for a second. When you know how to fight something, it becomes less threatening. I mean, think about it like this, like if, if you're in bear country and you're, you're deathly afraid of hiking, well, the more that you understand behavioral characteristics of bears, the more that you understand how to handle yourself during an encounter, what your defense tactics can be, well, the less fear that you have around the situation. When you know how to fight something, it becomes less threatening. And I think that doubt is the same way. The other thing he said that I really liked here, he said, if you play with the will to win, then you have the fear of, well, what if I don't? And to me, this feels like seeing the situation as a problem instead of an opportunity, which also doesn't feel right because there's always going to be something to learn from anything that we work hard to achieve. Something that I've learned to be true over the course of my life is that good leaders see problems, but great leaders see opportunities. And something that's always been helpful for me to shift away from seeing a problem and getting stuck with that idea of like, well, what if I don't win? Is by saying, well, what if I do? 
And by doing this, when I start thinking in terms of possibility, my brain starts looking for solutions. It removes the roadblocks, the obstacles that I was currently seeing, and it now presents me with space to think clearly and creatively to find a solution. The other thing that he had said in this that I really liked, he said, but if instead you find common ground in the middle, then you're unfazed by it either way. And what I love about this statement is his unattachment to the outcome. Now, obviously, Kobe wants to win. Obviously, he's working harder than any other player because he wants to be a world champion. We know this about him. But here's the thing. Kobe doesn't need to win. He doesn't need to be a world champion. There's a difference there, right? There's an energy difference there. There's this thing in sales that I remember learning early on. They say that uh, in sales that neediness is creepiness. When you need to have something, when you need to get the sale, when you need to make that money, it comes off as like a weird, creepy energy when you're trying to present an offer to a person. You know, think about it like this, like any time that you've ever been in a negotiation with somebody and they just check back in with you after they've, after they've given you the offer, like it kind of just feels weird. Like, you know, have you ever been in that situation? Like with a car or with a, I don't know, maybe you even had a bad experience with a coach before. Neediness is creepiness and it just has like a weird energy attached to it. But being unattached to an outcome gives you freedom to explore and to figure things out. It gives permission to be flexible and to play and to have fun. Doesn't mean that you shouldn't prepare. Doesn't mean that you shouldn't have fear. It also doesn't mean that you won't have to sacrifice and work your ass off either. But what's been true in my own life is that when I don't need something to happen, but would like for it to, it usually does. And so I want to leave you with something to think on. How can you take his words and apply this into your personal life? How can you take those words and apply them into your marriage, your business, or career? How about your sport? Well, let me know your thoughts. I would, I would love to hear what comes out of this for you after you've given it some thought and maybe even wrote some things down. But in the meantime, I hope that you have a, an incredible day. Um, if I haven't said it before, I could probably never say it's enough, but I appreciate you. And I look forward to continuing our work together. I love you so much. I'll talk to you soon.